Are you worried about the next big cyber attack? The National Security Agency plays a big role in protecting us from foreign cyber operations, and you can help. If you work in computer science, networking, programming, or electrical engineering, learn more about careers at the National Security Agency today. Visit intelligencecareers.gov NSA. That's intelligencecareers.gov NSA. Technology. Are you right? I guess nobody here is buying an XR. No. Probably not. No, I, I'm interested in going into the store and seeing one at some point because I'm curious. Like, the one thing that, that stands out to me uh, that mentioned in Gruber's review that obviously we knew beforehand is like that it is larger than the 10 or 10S, which right. I just I can't quite like picture. <laughs> how like it's not max size a larger phone an even larger well, like phone. i, I want to know how big the difference is like yeah i think i just need to get i need to go hands-on <laughs> right now right are you gonna buy one goodbye. if you like it like if you no, love it you just trade in that tennis? no there, i don't think the the major advantage is everybody's saying is like it's cheaper and you get like you know it's maybe 80 percent to 90 percent of the features of the 10s exactly. and it's substantially cheaper right 200, 250 bucks cheaper than the X. Yeah, I've already sunk my money, so why bother? Yeah, and it's bigger. As it, and then has and the camera is better in low light situations. I think he uh, would low say. light portrait. The camera on the ten R is better. Yeah, no. In, so in some, no, no, very specific situations. Oh yeah, I said XR, didn't I? Jesus, yeah. Sorry. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to everybody. Involved. I was going to throw out a bigger my my reference, but I had no idea if anybody would get that because it's from an album from like 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> Nope. All right. Not I, me. I don't get it. Obscure. <laughs> obscure. Someone out there will get the propeller heads. But reference. yeah, so it's in between. It's in between in size. It's in between the XR. Jeez, I'm doing it again. It's in between the 10S and the John, 10S Max. You're fired. It's a and, dumb name. Um, okay. I know everybody wants to, wants to okay. like, like, you know. I think this is the first time I started doing that, though. It's like a. We were, we were saying earlier, we're very tired. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Welcome to so, our tired episode. I will blame fatigue. I, I wonder if that portrait mode, low light, whatever, is specific to the two phones they were testing or if they recreated that with multiple. Well, each. no, it's all right. So this was in Gruber's, Gruber called this out in his review and he, he did a 10R and a 10S side by side. And his point was because there is only one lens on the 10R to do portrait mode, um, it's a wide angle versus the telephoto lens. And in low light, the wide angle, I think it takes in more light just because of the, the way that that camera is configured. Um, because I think, I think that's the one that has the larger sensor on it. Um, and so because it's using that lens, instead of using the telephoto lens and using the wide angle lens for like additional information, it does a better job at low light. Now well, that said, like, yes. you know, in theory, there is a Apple could probably find a way to like dynamically switch lenses based on the lighting conditions, mm-hmm. but I, I, they just haven't, you know, clearly haven't spent the time right. doing that. But in all other lighting conditions, the 10s's portrait mode is still superior. So it's a thing that could actually be fixed in software. In theory, I would guess there's no yeah, reason. Seeing all thinking. the crazy shit that they have done with computational photography, I see no reason they couldn't figure out a way to do that. Yeah. So here's so, my question. So don't get the 10R. <laughs> let's let's rip off Mike Hurley for a minute 
he was posting some photos on Instagram, some with the Pixel 3 and some with the 10s, and asking which people thought were better. I don't know how many votes there were, but the last I checked his Instagram poll, uh, the Pixel 3 was winning. So have we all hitched our ride to the wrong horse? That's... <laughs> I've looked at both of them, and You're I think... You're on the wrong show. <laughs> I, you know, my feeling on it, I saw his pictures, and my feeling on it is, I feel like a lot of it is subjective. Like... They, they've they've made different decisions, Google and Apple, in terms of what to highlight and how to present portrait mode. I can't tell, like, I can tell the difference, but I, I honestly can't say for my personal feeling, like, which one I like better. They're both very it's good like, pictures. which is better, the Mona Lisa or Michelangelo's David? <laughs> <laughs> that was surprisingly <laughs> profound, actually. Ultimate Smackdown. Which is better, Leonardo da Vinci's katanas or Michelangelo's nunchucks? Let's put this in a language I can understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are we, are, are we talking about Ninja Turtles now? We're always my mom, talking about Ninja Turtles. The, well, a, okay. a quintessential Friedman family story is we were out to dinner. Every Monday, my parents would take us to this restaurant called Adam's Apple, and I hated it, so I creatively called it Adam's Crapple. You could get one of five pastas for very cheap. It wasn't like my family was hurting for money. I didn't like the pastas there, and we would get these like $4 dinner pastas that I hated, and so I hated going there. And one time we were there at this restaurant that I hate, and my mom said, <laughs> does our computer have more RAM or ROM? And I'm like, that's sort of like asking, do you have more brown hair or vision? And they thought that was like the greatest analogy of all time, and they still quote it to me to this day. So I thought I would share it all with you. <laughs> I actually don't know that's a good analogy. <laughs> I think that's a good analogy. All right. I think it's fine. I mean, I, let's put it this way. All of these cameras are better than the one that I have in my phone. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we're not running on the Molt standard here. <laughs> but for a lot of people, that's the that's the comparison, right? Do you even take pictures with that thing? Of course I do. I take lots of pictures. Just look at my Instagram. <laughs> I want to see the benchmark rundown where it's like, here are our camera. Like, ben, like they got these complicated graphs. And the last item on the graph, the baseline for comparison, is just John Moltz. <laughs> it's just like a flat line. <laughs> it's, just a, it's a dot that keeps all, trailing out. All of these cameras are better than John Moltz. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't someday. used the Pixel 1. And I also don't think, like... I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to switch phones just for the camera, and I don't think most people are, right? Like, yeah, right. That's my, and that's good kind enough. of my point, right? I mean, people people make, make the decision based on, oh, like I'm getting a new phone. Um, it's the, it's going to be better than the one that I have. And but but going through that decision of like switching entire ecosystems, not yes. a lot of people go through that. That I agree with. I was going to say the only reason I switched to the 10s um when we were doing the upgrade dance in my house because i could have just had lauren take the 10s and i took kept my 10 but i wanted the i wanted the fancier camera that's like the thing that i cared about yeah um, sure but, but yeah you weren't gonna switch to a pixel yeah well i mean and right. that's interesting too I, I think about that every once in a while when apple does its stats at the end of the quarter about like so and so you know this percentage of people came in were new to iphones or switching from android and i always wonder like what is the exact breakdown there how many people are actually switching yeah on a yeah. regular like on a quarterly basis because I, I feel like at a certain point there are some but it can't be a huge percentage right it's not like there's a I, like 25 percent of shoppers are switching you know platforms i still re i still remember years ago and i think this was when like the five came out um I went to the Apple store and the line was too long. And I thought, well, I can just go over to, I think it was the 18. I think it was still in AT&T at the time. I'll just go over to AT&T. There's a booth like, you know, 
a hundred yards down the mall and I'll go there and, and they had no line. So I went over there and then there was this, as I was getting my five, this couple came up and they were, um, there to get a, um, like a galaxy something or other because they had gone to the Apple store and they had looked at the five and decided it wasn't big enough. And so they were going to get, um, like some giganto Android phone. I was just like, I was, <laughs> I was very surprised <laughs> that somebody there is, would though. And this is not news. I'm not breaking things that people don't already know. But there is a surprising percentage of Android device users who do not use their phones as smartphones other than, like, they do maybe email, but definitely texting with a keyboard. Like, they basically think of a smartphone as, I've got a virtual keyboard instead of using T9. I mm-hmm. guess, so yeah. when they're switching, they're not really changing ecosystems. They are, but they don't know that they are because they haven't installed any yeah. third-party apps, right? They're just using their right. Android phone as a phone that makes it easier to text. Yep. Yeah, I, it's, I mean, definitely, I wonder about things with messaging, for example, though, like going the other direction, going from iMessage to mm-hmm. to just text via Android, or I don't even know how Android texting, do they have an iMessage equivalent? I know they had a bunch of messaging software, but I don't think they have anything that integrates quite the way that iMessage does. But I read something I was reading recently suggested, like, it's kind of a mess if you try to go to Android from iOS, because depending on how your you receive text essentially like Mm -hmm. it can because you can receive text at your email address right like instead of at your phone number and that can cause problems because i assume all those things just end up as like they don't work or i guess at best case scenario you get an email i believe there is some screen somewhere on apple's website where you can deregister a whole thing from iMessage Mm. so that it stops happening but, like, you've got to keep some iOS device lying, or Mac lying around so you can get those stray iMessages at least at some point. Like, yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. It's, every, it's scary. Every once in a while, I do still get a... Uh, do you ever have, like, a text emailed to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah every yeah. once in a while, that still happens where somebody, like, put in the wrong f- number or they put in, you know, like, because it'll get emailed to, like, my phone number at, like, com or something like that. It's very strange. Oh, really? Yeah, it's there's like a I can't remember the last time it happened, but I think it was somebody sending oh, I don't know what it was. It might have been like a text message when you're out of service area or something like that. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, oh, okay. Or an MMS. It used to happen a lot with M- MMS before like they were well I, integrated. I see it the most with MMS. Where yeah, it's like somebody sends you a picture. Like you get a weird like Verizon yeah, pick right, right. something. Yeah, their phone number of Verizon picks or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's very strange. Yep, hmm. I prefer that actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, let's see. So there was not an announcement of an Apple event right after we finished recording last week. No, I know. That was nice of them. But there was an announcement right after we posted the show. <laughs> uh, so it well, looks we, like... couldn't, we couldn't have done anything about it then anyway. Yep, that's true. I mean, Let I guess the record I, show. I couldn't even fix I could fix it in post post. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Snell reached out to me. As, the way I heard about this event was Jason Snell texted me because that's where I got my Apple News texted direct from the editor-in-chief of from six the, colors that is the and, highest uh, level of six colors uh, must be membership. Nice. and uh, he goes uh apple event in new york and i'm like let me know if you need me to cover it for you and he's like i don't and i was like okay i tried and that said, i tried that too and i'm like i'm like you want to use my studios and he's like yes i do so there will be an episode of upgrade recorded <laughs> live to tape from this very studio where i'm sitting now wow I uh, ironically am going to New York like two days after that event for something else. <laughs> so am I going to see you? I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. All right, Maybe. let's announce it on the show so everybody can meet with all the listeners. Well, I will say us. that the event, sure, yeah, everybody show up. The event yeah. that I'm going yeah. to is uh, our friend David Lore from The Incomparable is doing a performance of one of the radio drama, Incomparable radio drama, 
at i believe 54 below um and i will be in it so there you go friday night november 2nd uh check his feeds i don't really know the all the check your local listings check your local listings which are david lord's twitter and instagram feeds i will say this if you're going to promote that i would also like to mention did you know that most workers waste up to 60 minutes a day navigating between apps every day? That's 32 days a year. No more hopping in and out of apps. With Glip, you'll get team messaging and collaboration in one digital workspace. Get more done with Glip. The easy-to-use collaborative team messaging app lets you share and collaborate on files, create and manage tasks, share, uh, share your screen with your teams, and more. No wonder 64% of Glip users deliver projects faster than before. And 96% of users say Glip has made their communications easier. You can sign up for a free Glip account to get unlimited access to team messaging, task management, file sharing, file storage, and more by going to glip.com slash rebound. That's G-L-I-P dot com slash rebound. All you have to do is go to their website right now. If you can check out glip.com, you're going to say, wow, that looks really good. That was my very first experience. I was like, that looks real good. And uh, I genuinely think, though, if you check it out, you're like, these people know what they're doing. This is a well-made app, cross-platform. It's going to work on your iOS device, on your Mac, and the web, etc. Check it out one more time, glip.com slash rebound to get a free Glip account. So Apple event. Apple event. Any thoughts on what we might see slash what you want to see? <laughs> no? Great. Smart right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> the invitation Wouldn't was a lot something of Apple, if they right? announced the iPhone SE2. <laughs> <laughs> this just in for John Moltz. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, well, again, right. <laughs> Every keynote from now on forever. Uh, what were you saying, Lex, uh, about the... I want to say, the, the, the invitation, everybody got a different invitation or something, right? There were different Apple yeah, logos right. there were like 370 different ones, I believe. So how did people gather them all? Did Apple share them somewhere, or did people like literally research 300 different websites? I think, well, my friend Heather Kelly, former co-worker of mine and Lex's, went and like dug up a bunch of them. I think she was actually like collecting, a lot of people posted them, like the press, uh, and I don't know if she just went through those or also went through, there were a bunch posted on Apple's page where like it would change every time you reloaded, but I don't know if all of them were there. So, yeah, I assume, you know, that's that's hard-hitting investigative journalism right there. Let me ask you this. What does it mean? <laughs> uh, it means everybody gets an individualized apple, like a, like a f- piece of fruit at the event. <laughs> hmm. Have they said what event this is? Is this a Mac event? They, they have, yeah. The, no, they haven't said that. No. iPad? They have said iPhone there's RC2. more. I believe they said there's more in the <laughs> making is the uh, tagline. not that uh ipads probably probably iPads. so yeah i think i think we're gonna see ipads so the rumor mill says we're gonna see new mac minis too which and the today there was a thing about how um you know macbook the still that that macbook air replacement or whatever might still be right. in the offing as well yeah. which i it's 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 getting more interest from me because i had some battery problems with my macbook air uh so i'm i I'm getting tempted, but I don't know that I would actually buy a new one, especially if, if you still a, got the same keyboard. If you get a successor to your MacBook Air that's like its descendant, would you consider it its MacBook Air? Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, in fact, um, if you look at the British Royal Peerage, you can easily discover... I don't know where I'm going with this, but... Beep. Uh, Bleep, bloop. Does anybody else think the touch bar is dead? <laughs> no. I you think don't they're think doubling so? down on the touch bar. 
You think they're going to double down on the touch <laughs> they're, they're part? They're going to make this, it this twice as large? Is, your, is that what you're thinking? I, I, I prefer you making these kind of predictions to um, electoral predictions. <laughs> Believe but, me. Um, no, I think that the think touch bar will get more tactile. <laughs> I think the touch bar is going to get haptic feedback, and you're going to be able to individual key press. Um, I think, I, yeah, I think they're going to do more touch bar, not less. Okay. I I don't know, especially because the weirdness of the 3D touch stuff on the iOS side has got me wondering, like, if they're reevaluating yeah. all of that. And I know right. it's not quite the same thing, but the touch bar is a, it's weird, man. It's still weird. I think I, I think, yeah, I mean, I would have, it's been out for like almost for basically two years and they have not really updated it in any significant way. So I just, I don't see that there's a little, there's a lot going on there, which is like you said, similar to 3d touch, but what at, they can't do is put, like, it doesn't make sense in my mind to put little screens in every single key. But that's the that's the dream I would imagine in Apple, right? If every single key could have <laughs> its key face replaced God, automatically, so that like on iOS it could show lowercase when it's lowercase and capital when it's capital, and like when you held yeah. down option it showed like I think they would love to be able to do. Yeah, that. your computer so, would cost six thousand dollars. <laughs> right. It's yeah. We've got ninety. They would love to be able to do that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I don't think they give up on it. I think that they tell you about how much better it is for some reason. Yeah, I I just don't know. I I don't know. I you guys have used them more than i have i just i have never been compelled by it in any way if i were to go out and order a new macbook pro i would definitely get the non-touch bar model that's just my feeling on it yeah so i, I just don't I know what it adds feeling on it i mean like so there's i mean we've talked about this before but there's that utility that turns it into more of a control strip which i think is kind of neat it's really difficult to install and to maintain so i don't use it um but i think if they did that it would be much more useful and people would be able to understand it much better, but they don't seem to be making that move, at least not now. Yeah, I don't think they would put it on a whatever this MacBook's like if this is truly a MacBook Air slash MacBook, like low cost yeah. MacBook, they're not gonna put it on that anyways. Yeah, I guess not. I, I think it would just but be the, too expensive. But I think that's the problem that's part of the problem. Like pro people don't even want it. And it, it seems like it's actually much more designed for regular users and yet regular users don't have access to it because they tend to buy the other machines i would put it this way i think i would rather have a mac that has a touch screen than the mac with a touch bar <laughs> wow that's fair i, I, I mm. think that would be more yeah. useful like and i i agree there were, there are some changes that would have to be made but like clearly there are some changes that have to be made to the touch bar too and if you're gonna do yeah. it you might as well focus on something that i think would be more useful in the long run than on I something do not that, like know. fingerprints on my computer. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't like fingerprints on my, <laughs> my phone wife, either. My but wife I use and my son sometimes point at things in my screen and put their fingerprints on it, and I'm just like, "What are you doing?" Oh my god! When people touch my screen, it has. I have learned <laughs> to not be mad at it, but <laughs> I used to chip? be like, "What are you like? That, that's a computer you're touching. Do you know? <laughs> like, that's this my is, screen. This is hilarious to me as people who use iPads and iPhones every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I understand there are some differences. Those are oleophobic. there's no reason you couldn't do that on a mac screen right like there's no reason you couldn't but it's not i know i know i know but why not i don't know like i also i agree with you that used to horrify me when people touch my screen but now touch screens are so you know standard that you know it seems kind of silly to like in fact i'll tell you what uh, speaking of screens and grossness now you've touched on a topic that really works for me i'm out (laughs) yeah now that we're finally done with apple watches i was in texas last week meeting with a famous person and trying to pitch that person on our services here at my company and um the meeting's going okay not amazing not bad okay and then a famous person takes out famous person's ipad 
And it's an iPad Pro 12-inch in the same Logi Logitech keyboard case that I use. And I was like, my iPad's in my bag. I'm going to take it out so that famous person notices that we have the same one. Famous person did notice. And I'm like, yeah, that's a sign. I think that shows we have a connection. And it totally worked. <laughs> it totally worked. They're like, oh, wow. that Yeah, I mean, not many people use this iPad case combination. And I'm like... I mean, it was one of two cases available when the iPad came out, but sure, we'll go there. Yeah, not many people do use it, famous person, and it was amusing to me. However, we we commiserated over the fact that that Logi keyboard for the iPad 12-inch iPad Pro um, doesn't have any kind of microfiberness built into it the way many mm. other cases for iPads do. So your screen is always filthy unless you have some other cloth that you travel with. Does so, it have, like, you get, like, the key imprints on the screen? Yes. Yeah. And it's no. like, oh, yeah. I used to get yes. those in the laptops. I remember that was so annoying. Yep. God. I and remember so, I used to have, like, with my PowerBook, my titanium PowerBook, I used oh, yeah, to travel with, thing, a, with a felt thing, yeah, that you, yeah. when you closed it, you put, put over I had, the keys. <laughs> I had that with my uh, PowerBook G3. Yeah. Yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> really? It's like that's looking back. Guys, yes. that's an engineering problem. Come on. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's gonna be interesting to see what Apple decides to do with this if this MacBook MacBook Air thing is real. Because obviously their consumer level laptop game has been kind of missing for a while now because the macbook yeah. is to is is much more expensive than the air uh and the you know a lot of people go to the 13 inch macbook without the touch bar but even there it's like i feel like it's a nice computer a friend of mine just bought one uh but it's it's still like a little larger and and heavier i think than some i some of my best friends on that computer <laughs> uh but yeah, I don't know. Like, what what is a consumer level Apple laptop look like these days? Like, what are the differentiators between that and the pro level laptops? It's it's a space gray typically. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had forgotten that you can buy the MacBooks in two colors. Like that had totally, for yeah. some reason, I went to the page to look at the specs for something, and I was like, oh, you can get it in the space gray or the silver. I had forgotten that entirely because I haven't bought a laptop in four years. <laughs> and the MacBook you can get in. Gold, right? Yes, the MacBook Can you King. Still do and that? I think yeah. rose gold too. Yeah. Actually. I don't know huh. how many people do that, but the MacBook, like, I love the idea of the form factor. It's a beautiful machine, but I the keyboard and the ports have definitely held me off of switching to that. I really I can deal with the ports. I can deal with the ports. Yeah. One I, port, I shared your hesitation. You can do but, you can deal with the single single USB C yeah. port? Oh, oh, not that. Sorry. I, I, I don't I don't mind on the touch bar max where you get the four fine, whatever. USB-C. But you get four ports. I mean one port that's also a USB C port seems right. That's, that's well, but, and the on the on the one with the with the keys at the without the touch bar, there's only two ports. Yeah, it's not great either. But yeah. it's it's better than one. I can <laughs> Let's put deal, it that I, way. I could deal with one, frankly, but I don't want. I don't really you're, want you're, to. You're two, a monster, would be, two would but... be two would be certainly fine. I have never, ever, ever had more than two ports on this thing used. I mean, that's the thing, though. It's also the power port. So for me on the MacBook, where it's like, if I want to be plugged in while I'm say recording a podcast and I'm on the road, I already you need a travel with a power USB thingy. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I do. I don't, love... I'm not plugged in right now. Same. I'm also not plugged you in. Guys, but I'm not yeah. using this recording equipment. I'm not using this Mac to record. First of all, you guys need to plug yourselves in. Is that? <laughs> I run on I run on a nuclear reactor. So, <laughs> I I the thing that I love most about the MacBook Pro is that you can plug in the computer on either side. I find that very useful. 
I find that useful yeah, too. That's yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I have no problem yeah. with the USB C port used for power. I think you do. I think you do. I, I don't. No <laughs> I think you're lying. Uh, what is your problem, Dan? My problem is that it's only got one port. <laughs> Just so we get back to it, it's only got one port. I think that's. I think I made that clear. One port PD is what they call it. Yeah, gold and rose gold. There's four color options. That's crazy. <laughs> This is a show where we know things about Apple products. They should have six colors. That seemed seemed kind of nuts. I mean, like, but um, there it is. Yeah. I I mean, again, it's a nice, it's a beautiful computer. Gold and rose gold. I I think the keyboard thing, you know, I definitely still have concerns about. I don't actually even like my my magic keyboard that much. Like, it's fine. It's not that <laughs> I don't magical. really like Apple products. <laughs> uh, Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, John, like, loves all Apple products except their phones. <laughs> How long do you think you sort can of. use the SE? This is, this is a big question for me. This How is long a show with three curmudgeons who each have their you individual to, problems with Apple products. Would you use your SE as long as it supported new versions I of would iOS? probably use it until the next, until the next update, I mean, I'm guessing until the next software because i'm going to guess the next i mean if this software update which i did actually improve performance i think or at least it didn't degrade it at all um it was a nice update you it gave me a bunch of things that were good for the for the usage but did not slow it down at all i suspect that the next update will significantly slow down this phone and then it'll be a problem yeah and then you're going to get that little you're going to switch to verizon you're going to get that palm <laughs> yeah right i'm on verizon already so well there hey. you go <laughs> Now, one one totally separate thing I wanted to talk about, just off the tip of my tongue, apropos of nothing, is that Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. So even if you're a stock market newcomer, you can invest for the first time with true confidence. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees, which means you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. If you're on the web, you can view stock collections like the 100 most popular, as well as sectors like entertainment and social media, and more curated categories like female CEO-led companies. And you can discover new stocks and track your favorite companies with a personalized news feed. And you get custom notifications for price movements, so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood hooked us up with accounts. I have one. You can see they, they'll give you a free stock, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. You can really look at everything. And I've said this in every single ad. It looks like if Apple designed an app to do this, what it would look like. It is a beautifully designed app. It works beautifully on the phone. On my 10s. it's lovely. It's very responsive. I like it. I want you to check it out. Robinhood is giving our listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at rebound.robinhood.com. They liked us so much, they put us in the domain. It's rebound.robinhood.com. Uh, are we at the complaint section of the show yet? <laughs> um, well, can we We have not talked much on this show about the Bloomberg piece. Uh, and now Tim Cook has come out and asked for a retraction. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is... I will say, I think one of the better uh, dissections of this was Jason Snell talking about an upgrade a few weeks ago. Like, how did this how did this story, if it is, in fact, uh, as untrue as it seems to be, how did that happen? Uh, and I think yeah. he had some incisive points about, like, when you're in a when you're working for a news organization and you try to contact a company about something that seems like this would be bad for this company. And they tell you that's absolutely not happening. Your natural inclination in journalism is to think, well, of course, they're denying it because mm-hmm. like that is exactly what you do in that situation. Right. Um, but <laughs> the fact that they then came out after publication with the strident denials of it is the point at which maybe you start rethinking it. So I think, you know, certainly there seems like there's a lot of errors along the way here, but sticking to your guns now seems really bad. And a lot of people have suggested that they might have ulterior motives. I put 
less stock in some of that, but I think it's some of it is just, you know, it's a bad decision to double down and try to save face on something that is eventually probably going to come out as this is totally bullshit. Weirdly, yeah. they're also doubling down on the touch bar, which I thought was surprising. <laughs> mm, thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for that analysis. I don't know. I, so, so you guys, you guys are team Amazon and Apple. You think that Bloomberg's got it wrong and the tech companies are, are correct. Literally, well, it's not just, it's not just yeah, them. Literally, I mean, nobody has been able to. Exactly. It's everybody <laughs> against Bloomberg. Like security I, researchers, other publications, like all of that. So yeah. what do you think is the reason for their doubling down? I, just, I can't figure it out. Like, is it somebody is just I think, wrong they, I think they have a bad edit. I think they have a bad editorial process because there's apparently there are other stories by the same authors uh, that have likewise been questioned, not to this degree, but have people have been like, yeah, is that really right? And they just ignore it and keep going. Yeah, I, I, it's, I feel like initially, again, like part of it was they put a lot of outlay into that story, like custom graphics. It was a cover story, all of that, right? Like you sink that much money into something and that much time and energy and effort, then you have a, you know, in, incentive to defend it. Uh, and it is this sort of sunk cost fall- fallacy. Like we've put that much, this much time and effort in it. Like we don't want that all to go up in smoke, but the longer you do that, like the, the show. Yeah, the 200, 200 odd episodes in, we can't just give up now. We've spent so much time on this. Better, better plow ahead. Yeah, uh, we have also been implanted with small chips from China. That are, um, probably, probably at this point. But you know, I understand why at the beginning they like kind of defended it so much. But the longer that goes on, the worse it will be eventually when it turns out that it it is in fact bullshit. And you know, there are there is nothing corroborating any of their story at this point right like all they have are a bunch of unnamed sources and at that point you might as well have nothing (laughs) so yeah i i think it's it's a weird story because a lot of publications would have cut their losses (laughs) at a certain point and been like you know what we made a mistake we were going to retract this or at least retract portions of it um but yeah they went the other direction yeah huh (laughs) <laughs> I don't get it. Now, do you think this is where the story ends? Or do you like, because if they are saying, nope, we stand by our story and everybody else says you're wrong. And they're like, well, we refuse to retract. Is that, is that it? Well, somebody will eventually dig up the story of how this went wrong. Like somebody eventually will either come out with uh, unlikely corroborating evidence that supports the Bloomberg story, in which case they are vindicated. Or more likely, somebody will dig into the process of how this story got reported and eventually mm-hmm. figure out something damning about this is where this process went wrong. Or, you know, you get some, one of those unnamed sources on the record, uh, or you figure out who they are and essentially be like, this person who said this, you know, either had this terrible axe to grind or was misinformed or was not in a position to know about this thing, right? Like somebody eventually will have to deconstruct how this story was reported. Uh, and frankly, you know, at this point, if I were Bloomberg, I would be doing that myself <laughs> because you don't want eventually somebody else is going to do it. <laughs> so you might as well be like, you know what? We got this wrong. Here's how it went wrong. Granted, at that point, you have to throw somebody under the bus and hopefully it's not your employees. But it seems if they it misled seems like you, that, that you is should. not their, uh, their current you strategy. Should, if those people, if your reporters misled you and lied, if they did this like knowingly they should be fired obviously that is a serious breach of ethics if they simply didn't do a good enough job to substantiate those claims that's still problematic 
I don't know if you should be fired for it, but you should certainly be censured for it. Like there should be some repercussion to that, right? Like that is also mm-hmm. a problem. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Something in that, in that chain is messed up, but like now it's right. into the, the, the people who are in charge of the, the company, right? Like those are the people who are now, uh, making the bad decisions. Those are the people who are at the high enough level that they're like, no, we're standing by it. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, they could, they could file a lawsuit. Yeah, that's also possible. I don't know what the implications of that would be. And I guess that's right. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't they? Right? If Apple believes that they have been wronged and wrongly mm-hmm. maligned yep. and that the story is false, they've got the money. The only reason in my mind not to take it to court is if you don't want to go through that discovery process. And that may so. be a concern. There may be <laughs> pressure's on you, be. Apple. Well, right. there it. may be other things in there that you don't want to come oh, to sure. light sure like i and you i mean you may not want to spend the time but i yeah i think it's plausible i think if at a certain point if bloomberg doesn't back down and and issue a retraction i think apple may very well sue them but then you get into issues of you know are these people going to reveal their sources uh right. and i probably would at this good. point because it's not like a national well it is national security concern so i guess there is an <laughs> argument for not revealing your sources but if your sources are lying to you you should yeah, definitely the throw them under the bus. but yeah. you guys are, are raising a good point uh accidentally which is the only way you guys ever make good points but another reason <laughs> accidental <not> to... <laughs> raising good points podcast <laughs> that was uh, the, the other yeah the other name the, for the show the other reason not to uh not to retract is because it opens you up you're effectively admitting culpability reliability sure, in right, some way right. so that then you're more potentially at risk for court findings yeah also it's it, it totally screws your good name too so <laughs> right well there's that but i yeah. think it's eh. uh, listen uh, if people come out and say hey like the new york times like hey we published 12 made-up stories by this guy and you're like okay thanks for telling me like you, like uh, you know <laughs> owning it is better than not owning it i think so sure. too yeah, yeah i mean yeah i would agree i i did not really think much about i mean i, I would have considered bloomberg fairly reliable up until now Right. Yeah, I mean, and this is, let's be clear also, this is, I, I don't know exactly what the relationship is, but this is Bloomberg Business Week. Um, so it yeah. is like a different branch uh, than like the Bloomberg um, like online news thing, I think. It's weird. I don't know how they're structured exactly, but it's like slightly mm-hmm. different. But I think as far as Moltz is concerned, the Bloomberg's off the rose. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he told Michael that one time he met him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lex, what were you going to complain about? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now it's complaining time. I'd like to complain about that joke. <laughs> oh, so I, 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 I did want to complain. You reminded me. I wanted to complain about, uh, complain about the following. Um, is this an ad I'm, read? No. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the fact that Lex Are you extremely itchy? About uh, Notification Center on the Mac being one size fits all. Also being terrible? Uh, How about that? Yes. It's, it's not as smart as uh, Notification Center on iOS. And those alerts that pop up, the ones that stay, the banners that you choose to have stay there, uh, which I do for some things, I would like them to be differently sizable. Mm. Um, I would like to be able to say, hey, minimize those a little bit, because they take up a surprising amount of real estate on a screen. (laughs) And if I need them up there, and then they're taking up too much room, I have to turn off Notification Center, and then I miss other alerts that I would like to be seeing, and it's a problem. So I would like the ability to further customize my Notification Center visuals for the alerts that pop up on the right side of my screen. Yeah, if I, Tim and company could get on that, that'd be great. I do agree <laughs> that on, the, on my Air, on an 11-inch screen, if you get three or four of those, it's terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. there goes half my screen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Notification Center. I mean, there are a lot of features that I think got brought over from iOS onto the Mac and then felt like, yep, we, we brought them over. Job done. <laughs> and then they just kind of walked away from it. Certainly with news. <laughs> 
well, all right, but before even the marzipan <laughs> crap, like, I don't know. The notification center, like, I appreciate the idea there, but it seems uh well this is and this is i mean like did we talk i can't remember we talked about this on the show or not but i talked with the talked with some people about it a few weeks ago when i first noticed this but you when you get and i see this more and more like people are using uh, apple news links and if i open them on my mac it goes to safari first and says this link wants to open news is that okay and i'm like okay and then it opens news and there's the there's the article in apple news with no link whatsoever no way to find the link the only way to get the actual like web link for that article is to go to the web and search on like the author and the title (laughs) yeah it's i mean that is not okay (laughs) yeah kind of crappy Apple News yeah. has a lot of almosts. Like there's, I, I, every once in a while, I'm like, hey, I'm going to check that to get the news. And then it just makes me absolutely insane for those and other reasons. Yeah. Wow. There's yeah, no, I, I mean, there's no other share, share option with that. And it's just that it aggravates me on a, on a daily basis. Uh, it's a news aggregator. Aggravator? News aggravator. It's the news aggravator, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's a good subtitle right there. Apple News, the news aggravator. <laughs> in, the, in the title of this episode. Cue <laughs> <laughs> the theme music. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't know how Is to that do that. Is that how it goes? I don't, I don't think that's how it goes. I've never, I've never heard our theme music. <laughs> it's never played on the show. What do you want? <laughs> Spoilers. It's never played as we record the show. Do you want me to loop it in right now? Is that what I'm supposed to do? I, ed- I edited no, this show you. last week. Or was it this show or the other no, show? No, you edited the other you one. You did the not show, edit okay. this show last week. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Hey, Dan, guess what I did? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know the john moltz cut no it was the other show we added the whole thing about uh that apple event because you had published it so close at the time so that's what <laughs> son of a, i never get invited anymore <laughs> to apple events or this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah well some of us never got invited to apple events well yeah but you know what you did i yeah. got invited to one <laughs> no i guess two i went to two one i was invited to one i was re-gifted the invite to you crashed it yeah, the one in New York. I think you came to that one. I too? did. I, I did. Yeah. I was cleaning out some old files on my laptop the other day and found all the pictures that we took during that event. <laughs> so for some reason, they were in a separate folder. Also, I think you made me... You took the pictures. We did... You know what? We did tethered shooting, and I needed to install Aperture on my computer because yes. I didn't have it. And so I was like, why is there an Aperture photo library on my computer? And then I opened it up. Like, I delved into the package. I was like, oh, these are all pictures from that 2012 event. Oh, yeah. I can't remember that. Yeah. I don't need any of this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> i think you still need those photos probably doesn't even belong to you well i you know it's interesting i started i started cleaning off my macbook air because i had these battery issues and i was like well let me make sure there's nothing on here that's like only on here so i like deleting stuff i didn't need and moving stuff to like dropbox or other machines and i i'm almost at the point where i feel comfortable turning on the document folder syncing because there's so little left in my documents folder maybe i would actually use that um but it's a weird i still don't entirely trust it and i have some weird stuff in there like microsoft office keeps its like microsoft office data folders in there i have no idea how that works if you have two separate machines uh, with different don't think it does i don't think it does work i think it actually excludes that oh interesting okay that make that would make sense because yeah, that yeah, would because be... i've got i've got yeah my microsoft user data folder has the the cloud with the line through it Oh, ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because my folder, my document folder now mainly has like, um, you know, folders that apps have created in there. Like Scrivener has a backup folder in there. I have like a Calibre folder. Um, 
Zoom, the conferencing thing that we use sometimes for some of our podcasts, has a folder in there. We're just and the Flash villain. Yes, and the Flash villain. He has a folder. He has an account mm, on nice. my machine. You know, <laughs> that's, where he, that's where he holds everybody hostage. Yeah, in, on my computer. <laughs> yeah, I just realized I don't. These store are great things. Flash jokes. Yeah, sorry, Lex, Lex, I'm sorry, this you're is missing gold. Them. This is gold. Um, I just I don't use my documents folder in my. I was thinking about how Apple doesn't support Flash anymore. That was. <laughs> <sighs> but that's the open web. You remember when Flash was a thing? You guys remember that? Mm. Yeah, remember when Flash was a thing? Yeah. And... We should go back and shame all the people who said that Apple was making a huge mistake. Thoughts on Flash. That was Steve Jobs' letter, if memory serves. Mm-hmm. He really loved comic books. He did. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Especially Marvel ones. <laughs> go away. <laughs> oh, I see what you did. Did you know that Thoughts on Flash has its own Wikipedia article? Is it just the reprint of the essay? Thoughts on Flash is an open letter published by Steve Jobs. Don't do enough open letters anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I don't know if I agree with that. Certainly not from Steve. <laughs> <laughs>